This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 49. to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 49. I'm Quartermaster Will, and with me on deck are two pistachio-hunting pirate captains who sailed straight here from the Octopus Cove. Say hello to Riptide Rebecca. And Sea Dog Scott. Howdy there. (laughs) And with them, as always, is the most yellow-bellied sailor on the seven seas. It's our dog, Porter. What's going on? (laughs) Hop, mop, the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 2, Episodes 59 and 60, Anchors Aloft, Parts 1 and 2. And it's a high seas adventure episode, you tender-footed land lovers. <laughs> the air date was November 27th and 28th in 1985. Five. Yes, they would, they would not be years apart. <laughs> oh, that's because they're days apart. Why wouldn't they be a week apart? <laughs> that's funny. In this two-part story, Seahawk joins forces with his long-lost father to fight Admiral Scurvy, who destroyed his ship and is holding the crew captive, along with Princess Adora. All right, let's talk about general themes and first impressions of this episode. What's in, what's important here? What are we getting into? I don't think A you love want... story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want me to start talking yet, because I'll start and I'm not going to stop. So, well, let me let me let me start by offering something. I knew what <laughs> I was getting into with this episode because earlier this week at work, Scott, who watches these episodes usually before I do, comes into work before he even sets his tea kettle down. First thing he <laughs> says to me is, "You watched the episodes yet?" I said, "No," and he just goes. They're smooching. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that kind of sums up what we're getting into uh, today. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> so usually we'll, we'll, we'll chat a little bit before we get started. The, the, the only real question I had for you guys was, if you, did, did you do any fishing when, when you were uh, younger? Yes. You did? Not on a boat. Did you do... Okay, so you did like uh, riverbank fishing, dock yeah, fishing? Dock okay. fishing or a lake, yeah. Um, how did you feel about baiting a hook? Um, at, well, at first it was... Worms were okay. I did mm-hmm. not like millworms. Mm-hmm. My dad got millworms a couple of times. Were they a little too meaty? Not, no, they were just... They were crawly. Uh-huh. They, were, they, had, they had like the little feet, mm-hmm. you know, so it was like... Uh, so it, it just the, the sensation of it, like I didn't mind worms too uh-huh. much because it was you know you just hook them and whatever, but the yeah millworms were just gross and then they would crunch when you put the hook through them and <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my gosh yeah I get weirded out about it too I I I could do regular worms could never do crickets could never do them I even tried to make myself get where I could do them couldn't do them at all. And we do some sea fishing too, and I did not like because Will grew up on the sea. That's a thing. <laughs> you do golf fishing. We lived, yeah, would we, you go down the golf? Yeah, we yeah, lived okay. near near the Gulf, and my grandfather had a boat, and we'd go out 
sea fishing. It was, it was really fun. I could do, you know, minnow, like frozen dead minnows aren't a big deal, but like, uh, we'll, we'll squid. I, I can't do, I did not like those and don't but like they were, Well, they, they weren't alive. They weren't moving. No. So that was a little better, but. I feel I've seen a really, really good picture of you on that boat with a fish and your uncle Tommy, who is like shirtless and so tan, like the tan is. <laughs> we were He-Man. We were He-Man-ish. Yes. Your family just, just out on the ocean all the time. We're like crocodiles. Very reckless with sunscreen. <laughs> the tannest people you will ever see. Uh, did you do fishing? Um, I, just a couple of times. Uh, my with my cousin Spencer, my mm-hmm. my bad cousin Spencer, who was so much fun. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember baiting the hook and being like okay mm-hmm. with it. I'm like, this is like a test of coolness. I had to do it. But then the part that I could not handle was when we actually caught a fish and the hook went through its eye. No, that's always the problem. That's always the problem. And I was like, you know what? I don't think fishing is for me. I think yeah. I'm good. Like, no more. Yeah. So that was that. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of times where we actually had, we had to cut the, you just cut the line and put them back. Ooh. That's yeah, because we won't speak the, of this. Well, the, I mean, because they 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 swallow you they swallow the hook and you can't yeah. you can't do anything yeah. about it. And yeah, yeah. Now that I'm older, I feel a, yeah, weirder about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm vegetarian now, so sorry, fish. <laughs> and also sorry about those collagen supplements I took that time. I'm sorry. Sorry, fish. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Scott is only fish. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm moving. A, trying to move away from that too but i like shrimp too much and i like shrimp yeah (laughs) and i am a shrimp i'm part shrimp i'm from the shrimp people Uh, this is scurvy adopted adult cat like squall he's the best part of act one speaking of character growth We're going to see a lot of the Seahawk in this two-parter, and we start with him on his airship, and he and his crew are singing a happy song called We Are Solar Sailors. Yep, this start right right in, just launching right in with the song. And I'm like, well, this is very bold cartoon. <laughs> you are really assuming a lot of goodwill on my part before this even starts. They're like, oh, they'll love a song, those idiot kids. Sea chanties. Kids, yeah. kids love a good chanty. <laughs> That's what you do on a boat. <laughs> yeah. We are solar sailors, the clouds are our home. It's like wheels on the bus or some stupid crap. It is just like that. Well, with him singing and everything, it occurs to me more and more that he has completely replaced what I think they had intended for Bo when the series started. Which is really too bad. Because after watching this episode, I'm just like, Adora, why don't you just date Bo? He's right in front of you. And, and he's a good trouble. guy. And he was already on board. And you don't have to convince him to join the fight against the whore. He was already doing and it. And you don't have to convince him not to be selfish. The worst thing he ever does is tell stories to the village children and like try to impress them. That's the worst thing Bo ever does. I think he got friend zoned too early. Yeah, girl, get with him. Here, here's the one thing I will say about uh, Seahawk that I think we're going to see is <sighs> Bo might have messed up because he tried to go after her She-Ra and Adora. And that might have put her off. But Seahawk is really in love with Adora. Which of course, because she's helpless. Better get to safety, Adora. He doesn't care for She-Ra. She can take care of herself. Mm, Except that's in this true. episode where <laughs> she gets zapped seven hundred times, I gotta say this episode irked me. Living it lasted me. two seconds. Okay, right. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I hated she it. She was holding back. I, she was I holding was back. Holding, 
Yes! Well, yeah. It, it, it could have looked worse in the end. There were a few little things they did there to make it. There were too many things. Okay. We can do, I'm just going to There's some them fun in this one. one. It's, it's a fun one, but it's... Is it? Is it? Who had fun? I did it. There's some fun knee things in it. <laughs> and, um, and there's uh, some... Fun knee things. Yeah. And, there, and there are some... Um, there's some People good, with funny knees. Good villains in it. <laughs> okay, I will give you that. A, that's great villain. Okay. Good villains. Not just good villain. And, and, and uh, yeah, without the villains, I, I think I would have been very, very lost at sea with this episode. <laughs> Let's just say. Shira! And with the finest captain... Oh, no, Adora. The finest captain in the world vanished 20 years ago. So they immediately start giving us some exposition. I, d- during the song, um, the first mate, Swin, he just starts getting wistful about um, <laughs> the old captain of the ship, talking about the Falcon and how he was great, and he disappeared 20 years ago, and it was um, Seahawk's father, and he was just basically a good dude. But unlike the Falcon, Seahawk doesn't give away any of the booty that they that they get. He had some wonderful magic weapons, but his greatest strength was in his heart. He was a good man. Yeah, I'm kind of confused about that because um, he doesn't give away the booty he plunders, but then like he does his services for free to the rebels, and that's like his one nod to like. He's to... yeah. Well, obviously, so he's like Han. He's like Han Solo. That's exactly. He's Han Solo. He's definitely Han Solo, and he's he's like conflicted and riding the fence. And he did say one thing about that. He said that he hates the horde so much he'll help out there and work for free when he can there. I think. But so he's... already we're looking at red flags here, Adora. <laughs> he's a scurvy dog. He is a scurvy dog. So he's so greedy for um, gold that, uh, oh, oh, an important fact here, uh, Adora is on the boat with him. Yeah, she's just sailing along on a pirate ship. Pirates are not good people. They're not (laughs) doing good stuff most of the time. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? I think she's hoping that she'll convince him to join the rebellion. Yeah, because you can change a man. That's what I learned. (laughs) Did y'all see that new Star Wars movie? That was a really big part of that, too. Yeah, because clearly he's real bad. Oh, I can change him by being helpless. I'm a pirate to take gold, not to give it away. Sure you are, Hawk. So is this a date? Like, a Yes! Do- it's she's, clearly on, a date. she's out on a date on his boat, and, and here's the thing. He's like, hey, look, check it out. There's a horde galleon, and it's got treasure on it. Let's go attack it. Like, he's not peaceful. He's being bad. He is actively bad. He is a bad guy. And Adora's like, Maybe that's um okay. That's like if you were on a date in the fifties and your uh, boyfriend wanted to race somebody at the stoplight. Yes, and then you say to him, "Oh, I don't know if you should do that. It's dangerous." And she did say that to him. She says it's dangerous, and what does he do? He keeps doing it. Hulk, please don't do this. It's dangerous. <laughs> don't worry, Adora. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, anyone, if you tell someone, don't do that, it's dangerous, and they do it anyway, that is abusive. That is bad. <laughs> that is not good. He's not a bad boy. He's a freaking sociopath, okay? No. He's not dreamy. He is a bad person. He's what is bad wrong boy. with So what you're saying is he's a bad boy? No, he is a bad, <laughs> he's a bad person. Boy. He's one of those bad boys. <laughs> he's not a bad boy. He's a bad person. No, you can't change him. You're not going to do it. Can't do it. But he I'm bought so- me this Sakura makeup. <laughs> the octopus lady gave me a makeover. Oh, she should have been in And there. he paid for it. This is Swiftwind. I don't know why they brought me along in Act 2. 
working perfectly, Squall. I knew the Seahawk would come after this treasure ship. He's always after gold. <laughs> so somebody who embraces their uh, badness is this uh, new villain that we see named Scurvy. Let's talk about Scurvy. He's oh. he's he's the um, galleon. His ship is disguised like a um, tax galleon, but it's actually his battleship. Yes, it's a horde dreadnought. Yes. So let's talk about Scurvy. Scurvy Amazing. is great. Yeah. He's got half a metal head. Mm-hmm. He's got an eye patch. And uh, he's got a cat with an eye patch. Yeah, I yes. love that. Yeah, I love his I like cat. His cat's named uh, Squall. And he's a always great name. fault getting in water, which is so funny. Squall is the perfect name for a pirate type cat. Mm-hmm. Like that, you couldn't have come up with a better name. That was so great. And the that cat was so makes great. so many great cat sounds. I don't know <laughs> if that was a person or sampled cat sounds. It was so funny. Uh, but he's he's really good. He looks like a um sort of like a like a I thought he's like a seventies rock star like that, yeah. that real real yeah. uh, uh he's sort of a dandy but he's sort of wait, like, wait what do you call it? The the uh, what it um Bowie and all them? Yeah, like glam rock. Yeah, yeah. but I mean like what well, Yeah. What do you call it in between sexes? Like you you, you Oh like an androgynous. Androgynous, sort of thing. yeah, androgynous yeah, I can with see long that. hair mm-hmm. and just real skinny, like mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, sort of like yeah. It, yeah, he's got that sort of shoulder length length hair and he and he's got like this like um buccaneer sort of curos looking puffy shirt thing. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. He's got a good outfit. Oh, since we're talking about his appearance, so Scott was talking about he has like that half metal face, kinda like um Kano from uh, Mortal Kombat or something. Um Scott, did you like this villain? Because the metal player's face reminded you of Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. (laughs) If he he played a piano or an organ at any point in in the episode, I would have been like... You could put that on a ship. I feel like I've seen that before. Oh yeah, I mean he could he could have been playing it while they were like shooting the other ship. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> that awesome. awesome. That oh, that's so good. That would have yeah. been amazing. So the thing we're gonna see about his um uh, like eye patch and metal face is that when he lifts it up, it's like a laser eye bolt and it's extremely powerful. Yeah, that uh, eye zaps real powerful. <laughs> evidently. You, they. Did, sh- Go did, ahead. Did, did you see they kept mentioning every time they mentioned a gun thing, it was always a stun gun. Mm-hmm. They want to be careful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, stun cannon, stun gun. Now that I've stunned you, yeah, they they, they but they could blow up a whole ship with it, but it would only stun a person, mm-hmm. which seems weird. But whatever. So the sh- the uh, uh, Seahawks airship starts getting a lot of flack from the uh, guns, and uh, to finish it off, um, Scurvy sends an eye bolt at the ship. And then uh, Seahawk's ship uh, looks like it's going to have to crash land. I am mad. Okay, Captain, scurvy hit the photon converters. We're going to explode. That's it, then. And Seahawk tosses everybody onto a boat, right? Yeah, they're like little grab boats or something. Yeah. And yeah. then he's going down with the ship. He's going down with the ship because he thinks he needs to save Adora, despite the fact that She-Ra's been flying all around. And here's where I'm like, She-Ra, girl, you've got to get better at lying, okay? Because she's like flying next to him. And he's like, go, She-Ra, you're doing great. What about that girl I'm in love with? And she's like, oh, I'm sure she's safe. It's like, well, you have to tell him a better lie than that, She-Ra. 
Like, how about I sent her down in boat number three. She said she'll give you a kiss on the island. Done. <laughs> then there's no episode. No one gets captured, and it's all fine. Shira, you got to lie better. Your whole life is a secret. You got to do your lies better. Because what happens? He thinks Adora's still on the ship, and he has to, like, go down and save her. And what the hell does She-Ra do? She transforms back into Adora so he can go save her off the ship, in air quotes. And then this whole ridiculous episode was all her stupid fault for agreeing to do that. Because she's like, I just want to be helpless one time. I'm so tired of being powerful. And then Swift one's like, lame. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Swift one's been on the boat, by the way. Yeah. So why are we going back here? <laughs> oh, uh, his, the thing he says to her when he he uh, kisses Adora and he finds her and he says, that was for not being dead. <laughs> like, That's for being alive. Yeah, that was so dumb. And he throws her over his shoulder. I was so irritated. <laughs> that was for not being dead. This is because we don't have much time. Come on, spirit. Now look. Because this whole because she, oh, she was about like the, the strength and everything. And yes, so. she is about strength. And here's the thing: I you can even sell me on an argument that she's powerful, and so it's fun to play at being helpless sometimes. I can get behind that as a powerful woman. Sure, whatever she or whatever floats your freaking boat. But guess what? There are civilian lives involved. Yeah, here. right. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> for your little playtime, and then also Seahawk is a moron, and he doesn't know that he's in on this whole weird erotic game of power and helplessness. He has no clue, and both partners need to be actively consenting to this whole fantasy. So what you're saying is she is playing him. Well, uh, she is, because at the end, she, like, winks at the camera, and she's like, oh. So she's the one that's more powerful. Well, I mean, clearly, she's She-Ra, and it doesn't matter how many toys his his magical daddy gives him. (laughs) (laughs) Scott. I'm sorry. I'm just just joking. I'm just joking. Scott, we can't lie to each other. We can't tell lies, and we can't go on together with Eventually, when when, when he agrees to marry her, I'm sure he'll tell her. (sighs) I'm sure she'll tell him. Well, since Loki knows, she may as well tell Seahawk now. But then also, guess what? Once he knows that Adora and She-Ra are the same person, he's not going to be interested in Adora anymore because he loves the helpless female routine. He loves it. He can't get enough of it. I'm going to risk you. You're talking like five or ten years down the road. It'll be like a year. You can start with a glimmer. (laughs) Somebody somebody really, really beta. Glimmer seems really desperate right now. Look, go with Bo. He is a big admirer of She-Ra. But she's like, I don't like a man who likes me for my real qualities. I have to be a moron. So so, so what you're saying is she'll go over she'll go over Glimmer's house and then she'll find that she has the new Shigora perfume. Yes. And she's like, where'd you get that? Only Seahawk can get that. <laughs> that sort of thing? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? That yeah, that will probably happen. Okay. Okay, you can check out Scott Shira fan fiction. <laughs> There's a lot of turmoil in it. Tur- turmoil, yes. Uh, so the Seahawk gets um, shipwrecked uh, on an island, and he's sad that his uh, gold chest is empty. And um, and then also in the meantime, his entire crew and Adora think that he has died. Just so we also know, because he went down with the ship. True. They think he's dead. Goodbye, Captain. We'll miss you. So that's also happening. And he meets a mouse mm-hmm. named Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Jones, yeah. 
Ooh. Also, we see Lucky like marooned on this island <laughs> while Seahawk is lamenting his lost ship. Did you see Mm-mm. that? He was like in like the ruins and it's like, of course, Loki is here. Like something terrible has just happened. I like observing your misery. (laughs) (laughs) When I heard the little voice um, right after I saw Loki, I thought for a second, I'm like, please tell me Loki is not going to like diegetically pop out of the little bush and start talking to Seahawk. And I was relieved to see it was a mouse that we have not seen When you're starving and seeing mirages, you see Loki's. Yeah. That's what happens. So the little mouse... <laughs> he tried to drink seawater. <laughs> <laughs> you say seawater, you say lucky. Yeah. Too he much seawater. He didn't know the trick. He didn't watch Voyage of the Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> to pee in a... No. <laughs> we know. We know. The solution is always pee. You can't give a science lesson all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. What does Davy Jones sound like? <clears throat> I think he sounds like a mouse. He couldn't settle on an accent, so he was part Cockney, part Bronx. Yeah, I part... was thinking it was more like Little Rascals, Orphan Annie, like New New York. Pleased to meet you, like Yuckers. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, like I think he was, he was, he was like a little that. newsy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's trying to sneak into a baseball game. <laughs> he's trying to trying to trying to get me a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five cents. Hey, watch it. Huh? You overgrown oaf. You almost hit me with that sea chest. I, I, I just feel there was some, some cockney thrown in there. Yeah. It, it, it did slip a little bit. And it was whoever did Lookie. It's, it's, it's that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't mind him that much because he, he was throwing installs left and right. Yeah. I did like that. <clears throat> um, Might have been a little bit too much, but he's yeah. right on the edge. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was really on on his side when he when he first came out because you know I was already irritated with Seahawk and I'm like finally someone's saying what I'm thinking. So you know <laughs> I was probably warmer to Davy Jones than I should have been. And if you if you wanted She Ra the movie back in the day, this is probably the closest you're gonna get. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Whoa, a door! No, it's a fucking eclipse. Of course it's a door. So uh, uh, Seahawk and uh, Davy end up wandering into this um, cavern, like this uh, classic uh, pirate cove grotto thing that has an old uh, pirate ship in it. And Davy alludes to um, knowing the history of it, but he can't tell uh, Seahawk yet. And um, so Seahawk stumbles onto the ship and looks into this magic compass and asks it where his uh, crew is, and he sees um, that they're being held uh, captive by some of the uh, robot horde troopers. And then um, he encounters a mysterious robed figure. (laughs) Yes, and then meanwhile, also, um, while his men have been captured... Um, Adora gets captured by Scurvy mm-hmm. while she's in the middle of transforming. Yeah, what, what is with that? She just did it right out in the open? Apparently. Yeah, she was just not facing the rocks where they were standing. And it's like, oh, okay. See what happens, Adora. Like, go in a cave. What is your problem? <laughs> she, she, This whole thing could have been solved with a cave. Yeah. But then, you know, what happens? You let a man throw you over his shoulder, and then now you're not thinking straight. Now you can't transform into She-Ra, and then now you just get captured by some some fools. Too so, many googly eyes. So, uh, alternate reality where He-Man is not her brother. He-Man would have been an acceptable power couple partner. And then, yeah. also, uh, Bo would have been um, acceptable. He, Bo would be an acceptable, supportive, supportive mm. spouse. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, sh- 
How about how about what's his name with the axe? He seems he seems like he's a hard worker. You mean man. mock like with the, with the two liar children? Who, yeah, the stolen axe. Like a he villager. seems like an ex- he seems like an acceptable man. I, I would I, I think that he, he, he works hard. He chops wood. Okay, he gets he's a, and then he could start living like on top of Skydancer Mountain and he'd be like, I chopped all this wood for you, baby. <laughs> we could be warm through the winter. winter. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Maybe maybe if Prince Zed were uh, grown up, um, that would have been interesting. That, like, that's and he turned little... good? Yeah. He was kind of on the fence anyway. He could he could come over. That's getting a little uh, um, Amidala Ooh, Anakin that, that, that would there. be interesting because then the, like, the Horde and the Rebel... Uh, I want to say combined. they try that storyline a little bit later. They do grow They do grow him up. and I, Maybe it's Glimmer or something. I don't remember. But he comes back, he has like black hair, and he's like older. It, a lot like Anakin type stuff, I guess. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But the well, opposite. He's he's but, becoming good. Right. Yeah. Oh. We hope. <laughs> we hope. I, I love Prince Ed. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be fun. What do you mean? Who, who are you? My name does not matter, Seahawk. What does matter is this. To save your crew, you will have to defeat me. Do you accept this challenge? So let's talk about this cloaked man. Yeah. So he 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 has all all the gadgets. Yeah. Okay, Jumping now, boots. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Tell us about his gadgets. What gadgets does this man have? Awesome jumping boots. And then he has uh, what was the oh the does he do the fist thing first the ring? Mm-hmm. And he, uh, or does he does the scabbard first? Oh. He, whatever. He he has an awesome scabbard and he he turns it red and it can cut through anything. Then he turns it blue and he can stun you. It's a fun idea, yeah. And then and then when you get up, he's gonna punch you with <laughs> a, a hundred times his strength or something like that. So I forget what he says. Uh, but yeah, he'll he'll kick your butt. Yeah, and so he challenges Seahawk to a fight with all his gadgets just so he can show off his gadgets, which is like a really rude kid in your neighborhood. Is like like got all this awesome stuff and is like, you wanna play hockey and like you don't even have skates? <laughs> we got the new fighting game and he already knows all the combos yeah Tekken yeah so um, it's right about here that I really tuned out very hard cause well, well he gives uh, he gives uh, uh, Seahawk a real test like gold or um, he's, he said you can go after this gold or I'm going to help you get your friends back and Seahawk turns down the gold and, and then Davy Jones is like you passed the test and then the falcon uh, the, oh, oops <laughs> The guy reveals that he's a falcon, Bo's father. I mean, not. I mean, Seahawk's father. You already revealed that in the in the inner the summary. It's all right. Yeah, oh, we are, we oh, oh, about. sorry. I'm so 1985. The, oh, the mysterious cloaked man is the falcon. The falcon. Right. And that's and that's um and that's talking at like fist And that's our halfway halfway point. Yeah, because Loki comes out and says that friendship is worth more than gold. Okay, Loki, whatever. Hello, this is Mock. I'm flattered and confused. Here's Act 3. What a fine catch, eh, Trooper? Yes, Admiral. So when we come back to um, Part 2 and kids have been riveted, staying up all night, uh, just torn about this situation uh, the whole day, we uh, see that Scurvy is very excited to have uh, captured Adora, the rebel leader. 
Now, here is where I'm still annoyed with Adora. She's the worst. She's getting on my nerves. She's getting, she's worse than Glimmer this episode. What's up with that? So she's on the ship with scurvy mm-hmm. and she's, she calls him a monster. She's like, you monster. And I'm like, can I remind you that your little boyfriend just attacked them out of nowhere? Scurvy's just sitting there in his dreadnought. He's like, look, this is like a test. If I get attacked, it's your own fault, <laughs> right? He was just minding his own. And then here comes Seahawk, like, ooh, I want to plunder that ship. And so how is Scurvy the monster? Maybe Seahawk is the monster. Maybe you got yourself a bad dude, Adora. Not a bad boy, well, a bad was, man. He thought it was a tax galleon, and so he was... He was going to try to Robin Hood it. Those are still... He's going to try... He wasn't going to Robin Hood it because he was going to keep the money for himself. Exactly. Okay. He's right. a bad man. Okay. He's not a bad boy. He's a bad man. Okay? Do you think once she reached, like, peak money, though, he would give it away at that no. certain point? No. He's a bad man. I did like the scene where they're on the ship and, and the, the oh, troop... Sorry. The um, trooper is driving the ship, gets the cat wet... That was funny. <laughs> and then uh, um, Scurvy's like, mm, eye zap, and blows him <laughs> up. Ah, you stupid robot. Squall hates to get wet. Did I and see a skinny trooper? Did I imagine that? I think they drew one that was real skinny. Oh, right I there. don't know. It was Maybe. kind of funny. And they also had a new type of trooper that looks sort of like the um, Death Star control panel operator with yeah, the, like had, the ventilator thing over yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah. They get I mean, he had like special ones or mm-hmm. something, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. So um Swin and the other crew members uh who are on the shore are uh taunting the ro- robots and yeah, Davy comes up and tries to taunt them as well. Um they're waiting on a prison ship. Right. Because they're not important enough to go with uh Admiral Scurvy on the transport on the on the ship with um Adora. So this is where um, Seahawk uh, shows up and um, surprises them, and he's got all his Batman gadgets, and he's um, whooping he, on it. Oh, and he no super you, fan Swin is there for it. He loves it. Oh yeah, Swin, so, and they. Oh my gosh, they, you got to back up a little bit because first of all, you you skip the part where they took all this time to restore this ship, and it like freaking lasted forever. And then there was this long drawn out sequence between Seahawk and his dad. Yes, where his dad gifted him the gadgets, and he's like, come with me daddy i love you and the dad's like no i'm gonna stay in this cave because i'm old and sick don't worry about it but you can have all my stuff and you know i don't know what opening credits you saw but the show i watched says she-ra she-ra not seahawk seahawk so that's where yeah and they they do the big reveal with Seahawk and he's like I'm gonna get my men back and Swin is like ooh Seahawk. that sword and that ring L- long ago I knew a man who had such weapons I love you and that does happen yes yeah Correct. he uh, well well uh, Swin thinks it's his father Falcon he thinks it's Falcon and then he pulls up the hood oh, and right. it's actually Seahawk because he obviously he he worked for them 20 years ago so he knew that he had all those things 20 years ago. You think they have better technology now? You would think. Maybe, well, maybe they're magical. I guess somehow. so. One one piece of technology that he did have, I guess it was technology, was uh, he <clears throat> he blew a conch to get him out of that grotto and outside. And I don't know how he knew to blow to blow the conch. I guess the rule is if you see a conch shell somewhere, you have to pick it up and blow it just to see what happens. You know. Well, if uh, Sven was involved in uh, getting the ship ready, maybe he knew. 
But that was how, how he how he rigged it up. Somebody, or the Falcon, no, he did. Fa- Falcon told him he's like that, that. He's like he's like how how am I gonna get it out of this grotto? And he's like just and he hands him the <laughs> oh okay. He's like, okay, okay. Well, it's a garage door opener. Is yeah, it's rigged up. No, I don't think he told him specifically it'll open anything or whatever. But I mean, you get ha- you get handed a conch, you gotta blow it. Exactly. So if you're ever stranded on an island, besides the other rules that we already know about how to not drink seawater. And what to drink. Um, <laughs> always blow a conch. <laughs> always blow a conch. That's a rule. So when the uh, airship leaves the cavern, uh, Scurvy um, eventually spots them. And now Adora is finally getting interested in the location of her sword. Right? Didn't it sort of take her a while to be interested? She was just like, I guess I'm just a prisoner now. And it just kind of took her a while before she even started looking for that sword. I'm just saying. I just want to say, how do you convert a ship? Where do they get all the parts from? (laughs) (laughs) This is not like... Did they take it from the other shit? I just like, he's like, I can convert this in two weeks. He's like, you can have three days. And he's like, okay. Right. And you're like, well, first of all, I don't, like, there's a lot of mechanical stuff going on there. <laughs> That's true. It's not like I mean, pixie it's, ducks. It's a, a, a amazing uh, technology. The Rebellion could really be using this. Like, I can make a flying ship in three days. Right. They got it covered. It's like they yeah. probably, like just thinking about it, they had to like pry rusty nails out of old boards. Like like that would have taken you three days just to collect enough nails. I can I can take a many thousand pound uh, vessel and fly it in the air indefinitely with the power of the sun. It's like no thanks, stupid. We got it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, we why, got bows why and arrows. Making fleets of these things <gasps> I don't to know. fight the horde. Oh, that would have been awesome. They need it's to. It's better than running at the castle like Bo wants to do half the time. <laughs> See, and Bo, when he gets his hang glider, he wants to fly. Why don't you let him fly one of these? He'd be a fine sailor. I just, I'm just very upset about how we're just overlooking Bo. He sings a lot. Yeah, I mean, he that's already, what sailors do, right? He already knows the songs. Yeah. He already has a repertoire. So uh, Seahawk uh, brings in his uh, new ship closer. It's already getting shot up. That didn't seem like a great plan. And then uh, Seahawk drops in on the uh, Dreadnought with uh, all his new powers. And he's kind of like elevated to more of like a He-Man type character now. He's whooping every... I guess they want him to be more of like an equal to fight with She-Ra, I, I, I guess. But he's uh, way, way powerful. Yeah, because of his gadgets. Like Batman, wealth can buy you power. That's a metaphor, children. She-Ra! So, uh... Uh, Dora does escape. She does transform into She-Ra. She starts destroying the uh, cannons. And um, they think they've made quick work of everything. And she's flying away. But then Scurvy... She doesn't know that uh, Scurvy has this power. And uh, Scurvy uh, shoots her off of uh, Swiftwind. And and she's stunned. Yep, she's zapped again. Now, I gotta tell you... If the same person, who also should be the main person in your story has to be incapacitated two times in your story to make your story work, your script sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just so irritated by that. Because, okay, it's fine. She gets captured one time. She was taken by surprise. Cool. But, like, seriously, his eyeball zapper just some random piece of electronics in this dude's face. He got and, real mad. And that made his zappy strong? Oh, yeah, well, that's what, I, that, that's what he says every time he pulls out his eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real mad. And then it's like... Seahawk will win. And that makes me mad. And so... And it's not even just like she gets stunned and like temporary... It's a temporary setback. She is like... She's like full on passed out. 
She's out cold. And I don't like this. Because we have to reduce her to an object that must be rescued. And I can't freaking stand that. I'm not here for that. It's not the show that I want to watch. You know what I want to see is a show about a powerful woman who keeps getting knocked out because of a dude. Are you kidding me? And this could have been... I mean, uh, until we saw it play out this way, I was kind of thinking Seahawk was a pretty fun um, foil for her. Sort of like the Han Solo Princess sure. Leia sort of thing. Um, uh, but um, yeah, the the damsel in distress thing doesn't doesn't work right. You know, like Princess Leia, when they go bail her out, first thing she does is she gets a blaster and starts shooting stormtroopers. You know uh, what I yeah. mean? <laughs> Totes. Seahawk. It's Scurvy. He's taking Shira. What? That's right, Seahawk. Um, so uh, Scurvy um, takes uh, Shira and he's ready to blast off to uh, bring her to Hordak. And um, to throw Seahawk off the trail, he's uh, going to throw a gold bar into the water yeah. <laughs> and tell him to go after that instead. It's like you're trying to distract your dog by throwing a hot dog. Well, I, mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it because he, oh, I guess he didn't know, but like they already proved that he was for his Yeah, well, there's no drama for, for the viewer either because you've already seen he can make that choice. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. So it's like. If he turned out a whole chest of gold, why is he going to care about one gold brick? Yeah. <laughs> solid gold mm-hmm. so he makes um the right ch- choice and um they get rid of um scurvy mm-hmm. and then so Shira, now that everything is fine again has to transform back into adora so that she gets the fun of b- getting rescued oh my gosh i forgot about adora and then she puts herself behind bars in the ship so that he can rescue her. And I that's love, just twisted. I love, I love how she take, she flies back in and then takes the whole bars and jams it down and then gets inside of it. You're like, why? Like, why? Why is a good question. It's a good question. Just be like, I took her down over there. She's fine. I guess he. I guess we couldn't argue that he's trustworthy enough to know she was secret. So I guess I don't begrudge her that. But Go. you're right. She's she's playing this game at the expense of uh, lives, or maybe even just her own life. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And then you know, not to mention the fact that if indeed this is just a game that she's playing, that's not fair to him because he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Adora! She's still a prisoner aboard the tub. I have to find her. Excuse me, Shira. And then if the whole thing is in service of, like, boosting his, his you know, ego, then what's he going to do when he finds out it was all a lie? I was never in distress, except I kind of was, but then I wasn't, but then I faked it, but then I don't know what I did. And I'm like, I'm just annoyed. Y'all should break up already. So you, you know, uh, it, since, since we were sort of getting to the end of this story, whatever, I mean, I can see how they easily could have turned this story around. Even the setup would have been fine, and the whole um, arc of the story is him trying to decide which path he's going to take. But Shira wouldn't have had to get uh, incapacitated. They could both be going after the same goal, but you could see they're dangling the promise of riches and another life in front of him. And then he'll have to make a big decision to turn something down at the end. And they could have done that just as easily without any kidnapping. Oh yeah. And you can even play with the, you know, you can just wink it like, Oh, he's a bad boy. Isn't that fun? Without actually making him mm, a bad person. (laughs) And then now Adora is also a bad person because she's doing all this stuff without his knowledge or consent. I don't approve of any of that. And like the little girl in me who's watching this, who like is watching a show where there is a strong female protagonist does not freaking appreciate seeing the whole point of it being, you know, like, well, of course, what you want is a man who will rescue you. 
and you can feed his ego and let him break you out of jails and a hardship. Like, no, that's not what we want, okay? Maybe we want Mock at home chopping wood, so when we get home from saving the world, he'd be like, look, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's all sweaty with his shirt off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the fire's going because he's got a lot of wood. I've had a a hard day, but I know your day's been harder, baby. Like, oh, Mock, you're such a good man. Thanks for keeping my home so nice. (laughs) Broom, thanks for cleaning up, too, while I was gone. This makes my life so much easier. I can go out and be She-Ra, and I know that everything's taken care of at home, and then your kids run in, and they're like, Mom, we didn't tell any lies today. Lies! (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you have that? So it ends with a kiss and a wink, (laughs) and we get the moral. And the moral is, don't cheat. Thanks, Lucky. I feel cheated out of this episode, because this could have been really good, and it wasn't. I want to hear why Rebecca decided to give it five stars. <laughs> I give it one star. Wow. One dreadnought out of five. Why? It gets one star because I did like scurvy and mm-hmm. uh, squall. That was great. Mm-hmm. And that That's all. That's all I'm going to give. That's my lowest score yet. And I challenge you to do a worse episode than this one. I don't know if you can. Maybe if she gets knocked out the whole episode and it's like about looking. I'm going to go 2.9 dreadnoughts. <laughs> Um, because I, I, I did, I did notice the same issues and I feel like the heart of this story and the point of it could have worked. And I even feel like Seahawk has the potential to be charming like Han Solo. And I liked the idea of somebody being so different from her being her, um, being, uh, her partner. And just as a, a fun side note, I know when, um, they were going to pitch uh, a straight up sequel to the original He-Man series they um, had the idea that there's going to be a successor to um, uh, He-Man the King, and this kid's name was going to be Dare, and he was going to be like the um, lost son of She-Ra and um, Seahawk. And I always thought that was just such a neat idea. Um, so it was sort of disappointing to see that their romance story didn't turn out to be uh, super, super awesome. But um, uh, we did, I did love the villain. The villain true was truly enjoyable. And that cat did some great, um, they did some great uh, character acting with that cat, him looking grumpy, and he made some great noises and tail swishing and everything. So 2.9 for potential more than execution. I was going to wrote that the, for the same stuff about the villain and stuff like that. So it was more about... Um everything else that was going on um 3.1 to 3.1 yeah i don't know i i guess i didn't i didn't uh i don't know i i guess i didn't think about it that as much as you guys did <laughs> <laughs> i just i but you know i i guess i should more think about it <laughs> as much but maybe not. I don't know. I, Scott, you're married I, to an angry woman. Did you imagine what Sarah would have said if she would have she would have said the same thing? I mean, thing. the 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 this, this, the whole story is is just it's ridiculous. But it, it <laughs> and you know you you get yeah you think sometimes there's you know forty or fifty year old men that were influenced by things that were made in the forties. Sure. You know, so they they think of that as a good love story or whatever. But it's probably not. <laughs> could use some work. Yes, it could use some work. There you go. Modernization and and not 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 destroying the the lead female strong character. Do we feel like we were gonna we could keep 
um, an open heart and an open mind for no. better Seahawks stories in no. the future. <laughs> Sorry. No. I don't think they're going to get better. <laughs> is, he gonna, is there going to be more? Of course they're going to be more. They just gave him like five gadgets I do to wanna see. With. I want to see how he helps the rebellion. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see I him mean, have it, air power. I mean, he has, he has possibility to become a Robin Hood character now. Mm-hmm. And so, what is Bo going to do? We hadn't seen Bo and Seahawk interact before. I wonder what that's going to look like. Yeah, we did in the one. Or maybe it was my... What was their interaction like? Do you remember? No, and then maybe it wasn't interaction. Maybe it was they were in the same episode. And and she goes on a stroll on the beach with Seahawk. Okay. And she doesn't <laughs> tell Bo about it. He doesn't, he doesn't need to know. No. No, it was like a choice at the end or something. I don't know. Whatever. It was... Yeah, <laughs> sounds like we retained a lot from that. <laughs> yeah, it, I've watched so many. Very of memorable. These. Very memorable. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember half of what happens in any of these. Like last week, it's it all very, very tenuous. Is there anything else? Anything else that needs to I, be said? I w- oh, I would. The reason I can't move it up to three is I would have liked to have seen Octavia at, at this point. I really, really want to see Octavia come back. She was very cool. Octavia. Mira, I was talking about her in the last lightning round to the octopus lady. Okay. She was so cool. All right. So she she and She would have been a perfect fit. She would have been really fun. I, I want to see I want to see the water villains get together. It'd have been fun. Did she lose her job at Segora? <laughs> <laughs> she would enjoy going there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She had a lot of look. Shira! That's our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 79 of He-Man, Disappearing Dragons, in which Granamir summons He-Man and a bunch of new action figures to investigate a mystery. This is also our Episode 50 special. Unless Orko ruins our computer, we'll share an original radio play based on our favorite He-Man characters. I'm excited about this one. We've been working on it for a while. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you haven't checked out our episode guide recently take a look at it now because we've changed some episodes around to give uh, more time to uh, some that seemed promising. So take a look at that. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and subscribe to our show on iTunes. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. And please remember, if someone invites you aboard their airship and says you can bring your horse, it's a date. Bad man, bad man, don't go, swipe left, okay? Swipe left on the channel. Seahawks have a right still be able to spot me from the air. Of course they would. They could see your fat head from the moon.